What's good, Internet? Welcome to Session 121 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host and all things nerdy and delicious, Alex Arona. I feel like, well, I don't want to say that it has sexual connotations, but I know it's Getty, so I hate you, Getty. Uh, I started souping again, and let me tell you, I love a good lobster bisque. Uh, with me, as always, not here... Uh, is Eric Getty Edinger. Uh He wrote some crap about Final Fantasy X, so I got mad and I booted him from the episode. Next, also with us, is Alec Parks, our master of the slash and dash. What's going on, Alec? Uh, I was always an X-slash kind of gal, Alex. Uh, you know, I do like this Chrono Trigger. Also with us this week is fellow podcaster uh, from Bread Radio, August Acker. Is that how you say your last name? That's correct. Thanks for having me here. And uh, it wouldn't be a soup without some croutons, so I'm here to bring the bread. <laughs> that's actually really good that's very good that's cleverer than this podcast deserves i can shoot from the head uh, from time to time there we go uh getty said to, he wrote something offensive i'm gonna skip over it because this week we throw hammers in early adopters we get schooled in the news then we unleash hell in the backlog blog but first early adopters where we play alphas betas and games where i live out my dreams of being a god of thunder uh, this week we played a little game called Tiny Thor. Tiny Thor uh, harkens back to the days of Sega Genesis character platformers. We're talking Bonk. We're talking Bubsy. No one's talking Bubsy. We're talking Sonic the Hedgehog. You are a little tiny god of thunder uh, platforming and attacking enemies. And you also have a throw of your magic mirror. Mjolnir. Mjolnir, yeah. Mjolnir, yes. With the powerful Mjolnir. And uh, it's really cool. It, it bounces around, uh, you know, in trajectories. It bounces off the walls and makes cool arcs and, and angles, but also can be recalled on a whim. Uh, August, as the guest, did you get a chance to play Tiny Thor? I did not get a chance to play Tiny Thor. I actually fired it up just before this podcast and then uh, got distracted. So I didn't get to play Tiny Thor. <laughs> Oh, very. Oh, I apologize then for uh, throwing you on the bus on that one. But Tiny Thor is, uh, I got to say, just a, a very cool concept of having. Uh, so, say you will find uh, a a you're in a tunnel, that you know a two D platformer tunnel. If you sh- shoot your your hammer, you can angle it any direction you want. If you shoot it up, it'll start bouncing up and down off the ceiling. Or they do puzzles where it goes. If you hit it at the right angle, it'll start going down a path and just start bouncing around. So there's a lot of uh, good uses there are enemies that that can only attack you when your back is turned so you have to throw the hammer bounce it off something jump over the hammer and it'll attack the enemies this kind of looks like what's that old school game where you just um bounce the ball like a brick breaker game where you have to angle the the ball off of all the walls it's got some of those elements with like mixed with a metroidvania right am i kind of getting it yes yes and, and again, I just, I like some of these throwbacks. I like the idea of throwing back to that. You know, I've seen games that, that, oh, we're making a new Game Boy cart. And it's like, that's weird. But, you know, this could fit very well on a Sega Genesis. And uh, the music hits the same. Uh, the gameplay feels quirky and uh, cute. I like Tiny Thor and uh, his dad. I assume the villain is Loki, but you don't quite see who the villain is. It seems kind of sinister. Alec, what did you think of your time with Tiny Thor? 
I'm pulling a Joel this week. I didn't. Play. Oh man, I'm the only one that played Tiny Thor. Yeah, I only got to Rogue Lords. I I've got time for one god, and it's Rogue Likes. Oh, see, so okay. I thought that was Getty who had Rogue Lords. Okay, then we're gonna talk about Rogue Lords in a little bit. But I will shout to the heavens that people should play Tiny Thor if you want to see some of that old school, you know, two D platform character platforming. Uh, you know, Vector Man, and other other 2d platforming characters there are lots of them what august what are some of your favorites star heroes no i played Ristar. okay this this reminds me of the images remind me a lot of gunstar heroes especially with the way you're describing the mechanics of the bouncing your weapon around in this case mjolnir uh that had a lot of that old sega that was an old sega genesis game that had a lot of that built into it Let's talk our favorite 3D character or 2D character platformers. August, what you got? Mega Man, probably, if that okay. counts. Um, yep. Truth be told, I'm awful at platformers. Like, ever since Mario as a little kid, I just, I've never had the patience to get really good at, at the jumping aspect, which is pretty much the pinnacle of main all aspect. the main aspect of a platformer. I've, I'm terrible at that part, so... Typically, like I'll play like a Mag- Mega Man or Celeste was pretty fun recently. Um, Fantastic. Do you can I mean Hollow Knight's more of a Metroidvania, but there's some platforming like aspects. Uh, I really enjoy oh, Hollow Knight. I, I especially ma- the White Palace. That is a platforming nightmare. Right. I kind of prefer games where like the platforming maybe takes a back seat. Uh, if I'm honest, to like some other mechanics. Uh, so that's usually where I would lean. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, Alec, what is your favorite 2D platforming character? You know... Don't say Earthworm Jim. That was a fun one, but uh, there's a part of me that wants to say Boogerman because that is the only game that has almost made me throw up. Okay. Um, But it's hard to classify explicitly a platformer that does... Well, I'm focusing on the character ones, you know, those icons of uh, the... We want to be cool and uh, oh, sure. you know, a little bit of the bad boys a lot of times. Right. Well, Symf- uh, Castlevania Symphony of the Night is obviously one that gets brought immediately to attention. I have played that more times than I can count, along with the Mega Man X series, which, now that I think about it, since Mega Man X, you could go back to the levels for the first time and get things that you have uh, missed due to not having the right power-up or beating bosses having an impact on other stages does that make Mega Man x a metroidvania no it's a fighting game you can hadouken (laughs) 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 counter argument i like it yes uh uh, mostly yeah i mean pretty much everything from the super nintendo era it just hits my jam i hear you aladdin got it uh well that one was a sega gen i did on the sega genesis it was better there Depends on what you're looking for. Depends on what you're a, looking for. A game that you can actually beat. Uh, shout out to Shovel Knight as well. He's just a great 2D oh. platforming character. Like You know, that's a good pull. I, I'm i surprised that we missed that one. That's a very good one. Yeah. Shout out to Shovel Knight. Always shout out to Shovel Knight. Okay, next one. Uh, let's see here. 
August, did you get a chance to try Unsighted? I did, actually. I played that one yesterday for about 30, 40 minutes. Um, Tell me about Unsighted, what your thoughts are. Tell me, well, first describe it, paint me a word picture. Uh, it's a 2D, I, I don't want to say like 2D action game uh, with like Metroidvania aspects, but the map's a little bit more, it, it almost feels, I mean, this is kind of an, an awful comparison, but it feels like more like an old school Zelda game than it does like a, a Metroidvania game. Um, uh, you'd but, say it's almost like a Zelda-like. Yeah, a Zelda-like, but set in the uh, a dystopian future. Um, I was playing on PC, uh, mm-hmm. and I think I, I as I was spending time with the game, all I could think is, man, I'd really love to play this game on Switch, and, and thankfully it is coming out on Switch. But um, you've got a, a sword and a, uh, a a secondary hand weapon, which I think is just a gun at this point. I don't know if you can equip more items, um, but you're you're basically fighting a bunch of different machines and, and trying to figure out like where you fit in this story. It's it's a classic story of like you wake up and you don't know why you who you are and where you are and why you're where you are. <laughs> but yeah. um, it the the mechanics are are, are very Zelda like in the sense where. You're in an area, you see a couple different places where you can't get because you don't have an item to get there yet, or you haven't like interacted with a mechanic to get to that new area. Um, I would say that the the combat actually feels kind of slick. There, there's a stamina bar. Um, so like you have you have to you can either um, attribute time to attacks which take your stamina, a dodge move uh, to reposition on enemies. Uh, and like right before I finished the demo, you kind of also unlocked a parry mechanic, which I actually quite enjoyed because um, I'm I'm actually kind of bad at games that become it's it started to feel like it was going to become a little bit more bullet helly uh, or at least a lot of enemies on the screen. And mm-hmm. I'm just straight up not good at dodging. I, I think the th- common theme you'll find with me is I'm not good at things. But uh, when That's there's not, when there's when there's a parry mechanic. Uh, it does give you a little bit more agency to like sneak in some critical hits. Uh, you could even like critically hit like one of the bosses that you like a mini boss that you fought near the end. Um, I don't know. I I honestly did not have when I initially started playing it. It didn't really grab my attention. But after this thirty minute demo, I I'm actually uh, quite. I think I'm actually going to pick this game up on the Switch. In other words. Uh, depending on how long it is and, and how expensive it is. But I, I think it's worth a shot. That's kind of the problem with like us doing these demos and, and having this podcast is that we our wish lists are really, really like expansive now. We're just like, well, this one coming out. That'll be good. Oh, man, this is going to be – I got to watch this one. And after a while, we're just like, oh, crap. This is, they're all really, really good. This one, um, if you like something like this, you should check out a game called Hyper Light Drifter. Uh, it's kind oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. angle down. See, that's one um, of the th- games on my backlog that I've never had the chance to play. Uh, that one's very good. And then, and this, if you like uh, Hyper Light Drifter, you'll definitely uh, find something to like in Unsighted. Unsighted is uh, uh, that it's very mysterious. It, there's a fairy bot which kind of hangs out and talks to you, but for the most part, you're pretty much a, a silent protagonist trying to uh, get back her memory. And yeah, I, I, I think I liked it. I like. Uh, I, I think that. 
it was very smooth and fluid. The, the, the seeing the damage numbers was, was a, a good touch. And I also like that the dodge, if you dodge and attack at the same time, you'll do a jump slash, which I thought was pretty nifty. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like very simple mechanics, but there's like depth to the game. Like you can get, like I could see myself being like, oh, I can get good at this if I want to. Yeah. You know? Like there's a skill curve. Yeah. So uh, I thought uh, you did a really good job of describing it, by the way. Thank you. Struggle through everything every time. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, Unsighted does a, does a lot right. You know, it, it feels uh, really fluid fast. I didn't get any slowdown or anything like that. Also, the artwork was really nice. They did cut scenes that were pretty well animated, uh, very detailed uh, cartoon style, but still a very serious tone uh, being the dystopian future. And, uh, you know, getting your cool light sword to do some damage, throwing in some Dark Souls with your stamina. Uh, it does a lot of good things. It does a lot of good things that I'm very excited for. Uh, Unsighted is definitely getting wishlisted. So I definitely just downloaded both of these demos while you guys are talking about them because now I'm incentivized to play, even though it's not for the podcast. <laughs> well, that's 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 what's really good is that when when we can talk about it and then you're like, I miss this one, but now I'm gonna have to go back. Yeah, there's definitely been games in the past where it's like, oh, well, I need to wishlist that. And some of them are like, these two (laughs) definitely need to play them. Awesome. Now, uh, Alec, you brought Rogue Lords. Yeah, well, like I said, I'm a sucker for roguelikes. This has a definite um, Darkest Dungeon feel to it. You play as Satan. Uh, the as the overlord of these nightmare creatures, basically that you. I love nightmare have... cre- creatures on PlayStation One. I played it on sixty four. Okay, still okay. Okay, road uh, Oh, okay, I'm on board now. Right, yeah, continue. yeah. So you're you're the the character that you're playing that's unseen and everything is is Satan, and you have a party of nightmare creatures uh you start off with uh bloody mary uh dracula and the headless horseman yes you then go into uh a storybook of an adventure and this is where the roguelite part of it comes in you go through these different branching stories and you fight a boss at the end and when you are playing through and you get into a combat it goes into turn-based you see who you are uh, being attacked by and which character is being attacked and the thing that was really cool with this is that being satan you get to cheat yeah oh yeah there's a cheat there's kind of a cheat move that will what what did it do again tell tell me what did it do i I remember this now so many things um in combat you could use it to restore life or spirit to one of your minions you could use it to drain the same from one of the opposing team so because the way the death mechanic worked for all characters was that you had to drain a resource completely which staggered them be it health which is either which is either your HP or your your shield, right? 
Yeah, it was. They said it was spirit, so it's more well, like um, resilience, mental fortitude, rather than or essence. Um, and then you had to hit them again with that. Yeah, you had to really do the coup de gras. Yes, and so you could, being the cheater that Satan is, drain all of their HP to stagger them, and then have one of your characters hit. But mm-hmm. you had a limited pool of how much you could cheat so even your influence as the dark lord was limited yeah and 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 uh, again it kind of has the darkest dungeon look even where they're not in an they're not in an order but the the way the artwork you show their their full head to toe body and then their abilities there was a lot more of a focus on on bringing um, like uh, more status ailments, doing bleed damage, doing um, making them uh, like you could have a Bloody Mary could put up a mirror that would auto reflect. You really kind of had the pre to you spent more time pre prepping, doing buffs and debuffs. That was a big uh, factor in it. Aside from just like just straight up attacking, straight up attacking actually kind of ended up not doing like it, it didn't. It wasn't as effective as doing these debuffs. Yes. Um, yeah, not at all. They, because you could set up these debuffs, like you said, with Bloody Mary, you could end up inflicting bleed twice on somebody to get extra drain because you only had, I want to say four energy units per round that you had to split up amongst all your characters. Might've been five. Um, but you had to split those up. And then, and then on top of that, you're still going from town to t- like part of different parts of town, spreading your influence and uh, kind of not taking over, I want to say, but, you know, kind of getting what you can from these different areas and then going into a new combat encounter in each town. Oh, or story encounters. The first story encounter I got to, and I don't know if this is the same for everybody. Um, did you end up playing this, August? No, I, I saw it pop up on there, but I don't have... They're in beta right now, right? Um, oh, yeah. This was a part of uh, that big series of demos that Steam had done. So, uh, gotcha. it was yeah, we possible. To yeah, miss it. I, this one I was like totally. I was like, oh, I, this one we'll probably tend to talk about on the side because uh, this one we played weeks ago. When weeks ago, Steam, yes. The Steam demo festival was going on now i'm here for it though i love rogue games and i I pulled this one up but i was actually kind of sad i couldn't download it now but i love the art style it's it seems like it's hand-drawn it almost looks like a uh van helsing-ish version of hades uh like the art style what are what are the like beats of the rogue like action like so you go through town and battle what villagers and then so you go through this chapter in a storybook basically Uh, occasionally you're battling villagers and you're getting to this end point where actually you're battling van helsing who has stolen like seven uh, yeah like six or something of satan's artifacts gotcha you're trying to retrieve them so you can rise again gotcha and you one of the things that i actually liked is the first non-combat encounter i got to it was uh gave me a cup it was a young demon hunter and he was like 
holy crap, this is what I've been training for. I'm going to destroy you. And you're given these options on what to do, and you have percentages based off your stats and your skills and everything on how likely they are to succeed. But being Satan, I cheated. And actually, yeah. the game encourages you to cheat. Uh, to, so it was 100%, and you actually convince this young demon hunter to go nuts and attack all of his fellow demon hunters. So you oh, can okay. cheat both in non-combat scenarios and combat scenarios with your powers. Yes. That's pretty it's awesome. It's good to be the devil. Yeah, it's it's they they so they add these random elements of meeting these I didn't actually hit the the demon hunter. Um, I end up just kind of going through from town to town without really a whole lot of uh, occurrences happening. But I, I, again, this was weeks ago, so I'd have to like try to remember. Um, I just really liked that uh, you found different things along your, in the in the whole like there was a little bit of a push and pull because the the way you do things, Van Helsing's influence is also rising the longer you go. So I think that at a certain point, you do they want you to level up and kind of go through your run but also you know there's a risk reward for how much you grind it out sure before van helsing is way too powerful i all right yeah. la last question i have for for mm -hmm. you on this game like the most imp well maybe not the most important thing but one of the most important things to me with a rogue type game and, and maybe you guys didn't get enough time with the game uh to feel this but it, it's power scaling like do you really feel like as you get deeper into a run that you can kind of get some broken power-ups and, and, and really get some variety in how you travel through every time? Or does it feel a little bit samey every time you go through? I did not get far enough to completely answer that. Um, I went through two full runs, and the first one ended with Van Helsing and I don't think there's any way to actually win that one because he's got like 999 health or 9,999 health. You just, you're not doing it. Um, I do feel like by the end of each run, my normal encounters were like, Peh, this is fine. But then getting to the boss encounter at the very end of the chapter was... It was really rough. That one really made you think and feel. Hmm. Okay. So maybe uh, it may be a case that you need to, uh, you know, gather. I, I kind of wonder what carries over from run to run to kind of make it so that, uh, you know, that the next time it won't be such a, uh, a wall to hit. Yeah, that one I'm not certain about either. Yeah, but, you know, it might have to do with collecting more resources, mm -hmm. kind of continuing to find, like you said, the right items. Uh, I believe that there was uh, gear involved, if yeah, I remember you, correctly. You could buy artifacts from death. There you go. You had so to I, trade I, them I, souls. So I kind of wonder if either souls or I, the items themselves carry over. Right. That's a, that's That's what I got to think. Or possibly the power-ups for your characters. Yes, because you can power up their abilities. They have uh, not quite a skill tree, but, you know, just different. You can level up their different uh, abilities to make them more powerful, do more damage, stuff like that. And the, and 
both within the run and beyond the run. Like you can just power up Ichabod or the Headless Horseman, like for yeah, good. I don't quite remember. Unfortunately, it has been just a few too many weeks since I played it. Oh, that's okay. I'm just, I uh, if you can't tell, I'm I, I'm into this. So I'm just I'm using you guys as my informa- information resource. That's very cool. Very cool. Yeah, well, I think that I think that Rogue Lords does a lot of. Uh, it, it it brings me uh, a lot of the the those like I, I remember playing it and going okay hold on I could I could prob I could pro- I could probably go again I could probably figure this one out again you know what I mean just I, I could probably right. t- tighten up what I did last time make yeah it a little bit smoother that's good to hear because the like uh, just one more run is like the pinnacle of a rogue game for me like I, yeah I, I could do that yeah. Hey, so that was uh, Rogue Lords. Alec, uh, how 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 much did you wishlist this already? Oh, I, I wishlisted it as soon as the, as soon as it was done installing, basically. Fantastic. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'll probably keep this one in my sights. Uh, I'll probably keep all three of them in my sights. Uh, gonna wishlist those because uh, those. This was a really good week. I real. I that's. I've been saying, after most episodes this year. Damn, that was a really good week, and I'm glad I played those games. And this will continue. For now, let's take a quick break. Be right back. Hey, news. When I grow up, I want to be like Dr. Zoidberg. I don't know if that's really like making a pass at the news. Nah, it's fine. It's fine. Why we got not some make news. a pass at the news? Nope. He's telling that you want to be like Dr. Zoidberg. I mean, who here doesn't want to be like Dr. Zoidberg? Right. Okay, this week we have uh, some news. Nintendo OLED coming at you later this year. Slightly bigger, but some, uh, but the same processing power. Uh, from my understanding, it's just a smaller bezel. Uh, and then you get a little bit more hard drive space and an Ethernet port. Not to mention the massive kickstand. You get a massive kickstand. You also lose a USB port. So, And don't forget yeah. your uh, exclamation point enhanced audio, because that's what everyone was asking for in handheld mode. What does that mean? I don't think they even... like. I went to their site to try and figure out today what it meant. I, I just imagine it's more powerful speakers. Maybe there's mm. more bass. All all it says is enhanced audio. Do you know, I would have taken Bluetooth. You put Bluetooth uh, headphone connectivity, I would have bought it. Yeah. Did you guys watch the the trailer vis-a-vis yes, for it? Unfortunately, I, I think I tweeted out, like, it is insane to me that in their trailer, they had a guy playing Splatoon. And to do Ooh. voice, he was talking over the fo- like showed him in the video talking over Discord or over the phone to voice chat with his friends and play Splatoon. And I was like, if you like every time I think Nintendo can't get more tone deaf, they go and prove me wrong. That's my pessimism yeah. sneaking into your podcast. But like sometimes I'm just like, what are you doing? I mean, it, just, it tells you what they're really saying. We're not going to put effort into this. Right. They're just owning it. It's like, you know what? If you want me, am I Splatoonist? You take me at my shitty voice serverist. <laughs> That's their their Marilyn Monroe. 
Yes. Their app doesn't Ooh. work. Their app is, ugh. Next, they're <laughs> going to say, another, they're going to come up with a worse way to share screenshots. Here's a QR code. No. Yeah. Uh, it's got a slightly bigger, uh, slight less bezel. So that's kind of where it looks like. It looks to be roughly the same size, just less bezel, which is uh, okay, I guess. Again, all I needed was Bluetooth. I had Bluetooth, I'd be in. After that, I'm out. You, you have a Switch? Like, would you upgrade? I upgraded for the battery power. That's fair. Yeah. I have a Switch. I won't upgrade unless there is a significant processing improvement similar to the new 3DS because I've got a 1080p TV screen. I don't have binocular vision, so this increased screen definition, whatever. It doesn't matter. You know, um, I just, I'm still a little salty from the new 3DS. There, I said it. I got a 3DS because I thought it was dead. I hate you. I hate you. Ah. I hate you, 3DS. All right. Uh, next piece of news, Apex Legends hackers attempt to reach out to the community about Titanfall 2's uh, problem with hackers. Did you guys, uh, did either of you guys hear about this? Yeah, they fought hacking with hacking, right? Yes, they, all of a sudden people playing Apex Legends were getting messages that says, uh, please go to www.savetitanfall2.com, where uh, it was just a website for, uh, that they were upset that Titanfall 2 had so many hackers in its multiplayer. It's been dealing with so many DDoS attacks that no one can play, so they decide. Oh, is that also it? Yeah, like DDoS attacks. Um, so it, it's basically unplayable right now, and that community's gotten so upset they decided to attack another respawn title to to get people to notice. Will it be successful? I doubt it. It's EA, but you have to admire the the attempt, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I heard that the, the the devs of Apex Legends were kind of upset because it just made them do a lot more work. Oh, yeah, of course. I thought it was very funny. And I was I was very curious. I was like, oh, is there going to be a t- uh, another Titanfall? I was, I was very excited because I want another Titanfall. Next, uh, Riot releases royalty-free album for streamers. I'm actually pretty hyped on this. I'm going to – I don't have it right now, but I'm going to take a look at it. This is their attempt to try to fight back against those uh, – pesky takedowns from uh people playing music on there which i still i see quite a few streamers still playing music like you know licensed music and not getting taken down so uh knock on wood for some of my favorite streamers yeah so yeah the only consistency there is that there's never any consistency it's all up in the air you know yep we had mary kish on i should ask her what do, you, what do they, she thinks of the Riot album? Right. I mean, she probably thinks it's smart, you know, at this point, right? Because we need some sort of, we need some sort of solution, really. Is what I think. So, there's something. Uh, also, uh, there has been a leak on the next Assassin's Creed, and it is considered Assassin's Creed Infinity, uh, where they're going, they're planning on uh, what seems like updating. Uh, new pieces of game throughout uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Infinity, so they can release uh, what I what I assume means uh, small, like episodic pieces of gameplay. Uh, what did you guys think of this? Yeah, so this is actually sorry, I snuck this in here last second because I just think it's crazy. This is actually on Ubisoft's website. First, a Bloomberg article came out from Jason Schreier, and then they actually posted this on their website, and it's 
in Assassin's Creed Infinity, they're basically like I don't know if you guys re- recall Ubisoft saying they were going to turn towards more li- games as a service or live games. Uh, yes. For their model, but they're pivoting with Assassin's Creed. Uh, so Assassin's Creed is about to be a Destiny-like. I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, they claim it's going to span a bunch of different like regions and times. Uh, but I don't know if you if you were to like give me a list of games that could make a transition to games as a service. Uh, Assassin's Creed would be far down on that list as being one of the ones that is necessary when you consider how Valhalla and there how much they sell year in year out. Just crazy to me. Yeah, I'm trying to think how that would work. How you would games as a service Assassin's Creed? Yeah, again, I would have taken away the fact that they should have just made it like a like a episodic. Here is a new story in a new era. You know where you could do like everyone's been clamming for like a Japan Assassin's Creed, so do that, but make it small, five hour experience, and then add like oh here is now uh, a different one in a different area. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do. But does anyone want, like, do you want that? Does anyone want that? I guess is my question. Like, I feel like the Assassin's Creed players these days want their 80-hour campaign. And you best be best believe they're going to try and find a way to, you know, we're going to hamster on wheel this for a bit and, and you're going to grind for some awesome new Ezio gear or something, you know? See, I fell off when they started doing the gear. I really liked the story-based stuff. Yeah, and I wanted to know what happened to, to uh, what what's his name at this point, uh, which I, I hear now. There's no uh, Desmond. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was a fan of Desmond, which everyone I talked to is like, okay, did that real world stuff, and I was like, that was the only reason I was here. I wanted <laughs> to know what was happening. So uh, I hear that they have uh, they have given in the new games they have given Desmond a place, so he exists now, which is fantastic. But uh, it took a long time to get there. Long time. I didn't really play any of the Assassin's Creed past the first one. I was never compelled enough to. It was fun, but... eh. Does this this excite you at all? Does the concept interest you? This opposite excites me. I I am unexcited. (laughs) reverse excitement my last take on this is justice for desmond yeah desmond hashtag hashtag justice justice for desmond there we go freebies this week uh we got the freebies as always walking dead bridge constructor on epic games Ironcast on epic games super buckyball tournament single player mode on steam arid on steam Quiet Thoughts on Steam, and Luminous Labyrinth on Itch.io. I am going to be checking out Luminous Labyrinth as it looks like to be a puzzle, like a puzzle-style game like Luminous, but uh, it looks like you're making like a maze, uh, la- like a labyrinth. So uh, I'm actually going to be checking this one out. It, it looks pretty trippy, and uh, I'm pretty excited for some of these freebies. Uh, also, uh, there was a PS5 uh, a state of play, but it d- looks like it doesn't. It hasn't really covered anything that I, I kind of wanted to press on. I think I'm gonna probably we're gonna save that one for next week because I didn't get a chance to take a look at that one yet. Uh, uh, so, good. Sorry, sorry to keep asking you guys questions. I'm just curious. Like, I've been claiming the games on Epic Game Store too, and kind of scoffing mm-hmm. like, 
yeah, cool, I've got these games, I'm never going to touch them. And uh, last week I went in and I'm like, wow, I own like 30 games on the Epic Game Store now, and I just bought a game on the Epic Game Store. Like, is this a viable strategy? Do you guys use these platforms that you're getting these free games on because you have a library on those platforms? Like, for a while I thought Steam was the only place for me, but... I just Are you saying, do we use the Epic Game Store because we have the free games? Yeah, because you have a library of games there now. I would say that it has worked. Uh, I know that with the free games, I make it a point to try. Uh, because we, we now have, this segment is of this year, of trying to find like more freebie games. Sure. And, and, uh, and it's a way for people to try these indie titles. Things like Ironcast, which... Ironcast is I'm look I, I just looked into it. It's mech fighting, but the way you mech fight is uh, it is a uh, what is it? it's a match it's like a match three game. Oh no! And yeah, I was like, okay. oh, Puzzle quest with mechs. Bejeweled. Yes, exactly, and it looks real serious and kind of dark and gritty, and then and then puzzle quest. So I, that actually seems very funny to me, and it's something that I wouldn't normally like. I wouldn't look at that. Uh, I wouldn't give that a second look, but at this point, I'm kind of like, I should probably hit install and play that for like 20 minutes and just see. So, you know, that's what I mean is that I think that it is successful. I think they're doing uh, things uh, the right way, though I also feel like they're... Uh, and uh, as Alec being the number one Epic Game Store hater, I also think they're doing things very half-acidly. I think they had an idea and they did it very quickly. And I think that they are still got the design doc where they're like, okay, what else we got next month? We got to, we got to drop a new patch and we got to fix this other thing and then add a, a basic feature that steam has. Let's, let's do that next. You know, their shopping experience is completely broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, one game at a time. What the hell is this? The early two thousands, right? It well, doesn't it... run on Linux. So hashtag fuck Epic. Fair enough. That is another, uh, company i swear that only lets you do one game at a time and i can't remember what it was but that was more recent that i was like buying something and it said only oh nintendo <laughs> yeah yep of course it's a it's a reason yeah. i don't buy nintendo games um yeah i i see where you're coming from like i've heard that their features are severely lacking i mean steam's what got a 2025 year head start or whatever but um it you know they're they're victim of their own success they have all these users because of fortnite and now they're just like acquisition 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 everything else be damned so you can you can see i mean again they're hemorrhaging money so right the the strategy's clear it's just single-minded right yeah honestly the thing that pisses me off the most is that they're good for the developers but sucks for the two-ish percent of us that play on Linux where they buy these companies that were working on Linux ports or working on incorporating Linux features. They get bought by Epic and, well, fuck you guys. Sorry, 2% isn't worth whatever we were paid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's on the design doc, Alec. It's just real low on the design doc. Give it another five years and you'll have Linux compatibility and you'll be like, well, Epic Which, Games is probably fine now. No, with the, everything that Steam has already put into it, I'm just going to keep giving Steam my money. It's on the roadmap for Q4, though, in 2025. 
yeah. You, you had me. You had me there in the first half. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, again, we're getting there. Uh, and I think the moral of the story here is to be good-hearted and also a crab person. Getty's all over the place with these intros and outros. It's a good thing he's not here. Otherwise, I would have butchered it even worse. <laughs> to the break. <laughs> And we're back, back with the backlog blog where we play games mostly for street cred. Uh, and this week, I I want to talk about one game. Uh, this is I'm just getting this out there. I I started Yakuza Zero because I really like I like the idea. I've seen a lot of playthroughs and a lot of in, info and fun stuff with Yakuza. And I said I'm gonna play Yakuza Zero, and I started Yakuza Zero on. I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to where, where did I start? I think I started on Steam. I said I'm gonna play it on Steam, and I played it for like two to three hours. I played the whole intro three three four hours. Then uh, I can't remember what happened. I disappeared for like two years, and then I came back, and I was like, "Oh man, I have no clue what I did. I'm gonna play it on Game Pass." And I put it on Game Pass, and I played two three hours, and I kept thinking, "Man, I want to play this on my TV on a console. Load times are longer." So I started it on PlayStation 5, and I got three to four hours in, and I'm now past all of those points again, and I'm really having a great time with it. So uh, it's uh, – have you ever played – have you ever played any of the Yakuza series? Uh, actually, zero. I played a decent amount of it uh, on PC when I streamed more often. It, uh, I, think I, I think I came from the same place you did, like – I've seen enough screenshots and memes and clips of crazy things happening that I just have to see what this is about, right? Um, I I would say I've probably made it 15 to 20 hours in, uh, but mm-hmm. I didn't quite see it the whole way through. Uh, but I did enjoy my time with it. Okay, okay. Uh, I am. Uh, I believe I'm in um, Majima, who is the, the club owner. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that you're kind of getting into shenanigans with him while he's like going back and forth owning the club and like you're doing kind of menial tasks like i gotta set this waitress straight because she's kind of being uh, a problem with the other you know the other host ladies and then i gotta go and try to poach another another uh girl for my club because she's better but she's at another she's at competitors i uh, and then it's so serious with its straightforward story of like being kicked out of the Yakuza. And it's like, you really, that's where you belong and you want to get back to where you're at. You're, you know, you're uh, framed for murder and all of that stuff. And then it just, I love how it just kind of goes a little bit. Like it just goes all the way far to right field and then comes right back to that. You know, I was, uh, I was Majima, I was in the club. I was scoping out like, okay, I'm going to see how, what can I figure out about this club so I can kind of st- poach their waitress or their, their hostess. And I'm looking around and there's just a guy in whitey tidies, just like really going to town, hump in the air. And, and your character goes, what is that guy doing? What is he into? He's just a machine of lust. This is out of control. And then just 
goes to the next thing and just like <laughs> like ignores it. it just never really bring it never really bring it up again it's just like oh okay next thing but it was it just really emphasized he's like what is this man this crazy man he's what is he into yeah i, I think with that game i kind of just realized i can't take like i tried to take the yakuza story seriously and i realized that the yakuza story is basically a backdrop to juxtapos- juxtapose all the other ridiculous things you can do in the game. Like for a while I was like, I wish I could only do the ridiculous side story stuff, but you almost need the serious main storyline where Kiryu and Majima are playing like the straight laced um, mob men to juxtapose with the guy dancing in his underwear or all like, you know, the dance offs you'll have randomly or the karaoke scene. It's just, it's fun. It's yeah. definitely fun. You know, you're helping the lady become a dominatrix because she doesn't know how to be assertive enough or just like, or that you end up being a TV producer and they put you in, you know, khakis and a golf shirt and a sweater cape. It's like, oh, okay. You're just doing all of this extra stuff. But, you know, um, uh, my partner, she likes to take a chip and put it in, you know, like dip and then eat it. But because it's just, you know, it'll be just us two. It, it, it ends up being not even eating the chip anymore, just like eating the dip off of the chip, then dipping the chip again. <laughs> oh, triple, and, quadruple dipping. But it's just us. So it's right. not, we're, but it's funnier because at a point I look at her and she goes, well, the the chip is just the vehicle. The goal is the dip. And that, that's kind of where I think Yakuza, the serious story is the chip. And it's supposed to be the main thing, but you're just, you're just going for the dip, man. You're just, you're just knuckle deep in the dip you're just like that's all i want i don't want i don't even need this chip this chip is garbage right i I think that's why i eventually jumped off the game is because i wanted some chips and the dip wasn't doing it for me anymore like after i went through all the karaoke sequences i played those a few times and i was just like man i just want to do this part of the game only um but i totally i totally see why people love that that series it's it's very there's nothing like it out there it's it's one of a I, kind i like the uh, I, I actually found the combat to be really the first couple times i played it because again i played the same sequence like four times the first combat the beginning of the combat didn't really jive with me until i started to get a groove and now i have a really solid groove and i love that the heat the, the your heat gauge ends up being contextual so if you grab somebody bring them to like a urinal you'll smash their face into the urinal and, you know, or, or you just put him against the wall or all these different things. And at one point I just started carrying, I grabbed a guy and just started carrying him around to find what interesting different animations I would find. And I was in a bathroom. I'm like, I'm going to bring this guy towards this wall. Oh, there's a custom animation. I wonder what it is. And my, I threw him out the window, like six stories up. And you just threw him out of a window head first. It's like, oh, that's not, that's not what I wanted to do at all. Yeah. From the bathroom? Why was there a window big enough to defenestrate someone on the sixth well, floor in a bathroom? It was actually a skinny. It was a skinny one. You just be, you just grabbed him and kept him horizontal and then shoved him through it. <laughs> wow, that's wow. amazing. Yeah, it's. I was very shocked, and I was like, "That's not what I wanted to do." But you know, I guess. You know, I, you know, I guess I have like a, I have like a, a fallacy in my head. I smash his face and his teeth against the urinal, and I'm like, well, he's still alive and fine. Right. I'm not murdering people. 
Yet. You know. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you're framed for murder throughout the whole game and you're trying to clear your name. I only assume me throwing him out of a window it means he's probably fine. Yeah. I guess. It's just like in the Batman <laughs> games where you, like, punch someone. And you're like, that guy definitely broke his neck, but we're just not going to acknowledge that right now. Oh, well, or, no. Did you did you play the third one where the, or you run people down with the Batmobile and it just it electroshocks them away? Yeah, yeah. So you don't hit them with your car? Yeah. Is this also the uh, sort of mask that we've all pulled over our eyes about how Pokemon is really just animal fighting? No, I'm, yeah, that for, you, Michael. You're Michael Vick. I'm not ready to have that conversation <laughs> yet. Did you ever see uh, in the new Spider-Man games? If you throw someone off a building, it automatically magically webs them to the side of it, so that it's like, oh, they're not dead. He he put a you know a web bomb on them that webbed them to the side of the building. It's cool. Yeah, it's just like, man, I hope someone is up here at the Empire State Building to get him 87 floors up. There would yeah. just have to be a whole division of the fire department that's just dedicated to unsticking people from buildings. And that, you know, that dissolves after like four hours. Yep. Oh, he, he hides a tracking that. beacon on him too, so don't worry. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, so he can go back and restick him after four hours or just catch him a little bit lower? He just like yeah, you come know, back every hour and have staggering pavilions? Uh, exactly. Again, he is not murdering people. No, let's but this all, sounds let's all an just awful assume lot that, like torture. Let's all just assume murder is not happening. That's that's how I'm going to put it. Okay, uh, August, you you've been playing some games. Yeah. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about anything specific? Yeah, sure. I um, I have two on here. I'll just talk about one. Some yeah. one of my buddies last year told me to check out this game called Superland, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know how to describe it's, it's like a, it's a action adventure game with a lot of puzzles. Um, you're essentially this tiny little plastic dude who like a little plastic figure, a red plastic figure whose whole world is inside the sandbox that the, um, I forget what they call him, the miracler or the creator. Um, basically a kid made this whole kingdom. And at the beginning of the game, uh, the water is off in your village. So you got to find out why. And it turns out the blue plastic figures, the blue people, have shut off your water for some reason. So you're trying to make connection with the blue kingdom to figure out what is going on and why you guys are warring. Um, And in order to do so, you have to solve a bunch of puzzles with various powers. Uh, There's some light combat mechanics like, the, the combat's definitely not why you play the game. It, it's it's mostly for the puzzles, and I'm I'm just having a, a grand old time. It's it's not like the most graphically impressive, mechanically impressive. I think just one guy made it, um, or or at least a very small team. Um, but it is kind of, you know, when you finish like I just finished the Ratchet and Clank. Uh, the newest one rift apart on my PS5. When you finish Ooh. a game, there's like a vacuum afterwards. Like, what do I do now? Like, do I go back to my old stalwarts or do I try and find something new? Um, and I've been kind of going through my old rotation and not, and I haven't been able to find something that scratches that itch. And, and Superland has has been the the scratch for that itch, if you will. It's just a very like it is. 
just mentally stimulating enough for me to be challenging without needing like all the dexterity of like a, a dark souls or something. So I get the mental challenge and the, the sense of accomplishment and the, the puzzle solving, uh, but I'm not necessarily challenged mechanically, which I, you know, maybe I'm not selling anyone on this, but for me, like sometimes you have a long day, you just want to, you want to coast on a game and this has been the game for me. So, um, it's, it's, it was a great suggestion by my friend and I'm having a great time. No, yeah, there are, uh, I, I always have one of those going. Uh, I believe I've had never stop sneaking going for like two years. You know, I always have right. like just something in the background that's kind of mindless. Um, I think, uh, the Link's Awakening is kind of like for me, just kind of like, like I kind of like just explore a little bit. So, I like, right. so if I'm like beating, a, if I beat a game, I'm like, I don't know, I don't want to get anything. I'm going to pop in Link's Awakening. I remember I was, I beat that one last dungeon. So now I'm supposed to go over here and just kind of like walk and figure it out. So, yeah, I definitely know that feeling. Those are, those are good. Those are palate cleansers. Also, it, you know, stops you from feeling like my world has no meaning all of a sudden. Right. <laughs> But it's also like there's no there's no like overarching message, I don't think. There's no you know, it's not a heavy game by any means. It's just there and it's pure and it's it's a first person puzzle Metroid vein I feel like Metroidvania is overused, but it's a word they use themselves. Um first person Metroidvania puzzle game and yeah, I uh it I th I think originally when my friend told me about it, I was I was immediately ready to dismiss it, but I think it's got like a ten like ten out of ten on Steam right now, uh, and has for some time, so um, it's it's for sure worth checking out. Okay, fantastic. Uh, I also just want to shout out that uh, Ironcast that I talked about that that uh, that like match three game uh, has Epic. a seven out of ten on seven out of ten on Steam, which is wild. Could you download games mobily through Steam? Like, could you download? Yes, if you're on the same network. Okay. Just interesting. Wait, and then also, what else? Was, what's the second game you had? Well, I I haven't really gotten back into it yet, but I did mention that I just I just downloaded like the first season pass for Borderlands Three. Uh, that's another like milk and cereal style game for me, where the uh, the gameplay loop there, it's just it's just a, a fun shooter. And I, I feel like the Borderlands games, the main story, just like in Yakuza, like the main story is not why you're there. You're there for all the like crazy, wacky side stories that you get into. Um, the stakes aren't really ever that high in a Borderlands game, right? But some of the better storytelling that they, and better um, missions that they've ever put together are usually in their DLC content, which is, pretty weird but um I, i'm looking forward to jumping into that i mean you look at tiny tina tiny tina's wonderlands is basically a spinoff of a borderlands dlc so um i just re-downloaded that that's going to be my second palette palette cleanser and and i don't know like it's a game i i constantly go back to um i i don't necessarily love gearbox but i do love borderlands i don't i don't know what no, happened Randy Pitchford I, fan I mean, yeah, the I don't I don't think anyone necessarily is except maybe Randy Pitchford. He might be a big yeah, Randy he's a, Pitchford. He's the biggest fan of Randy Pitchford. <laughs> right. Um yeah, I don't have his his picture framed in my house, but no, I I do enjoy Borderlands. Okay. 
I own it. I haven't gone to it. I've uh, I, I I did a lot of uh, Borderlands one and two. It just got to a point at, at some point that I just like kind of just started forgetting. Like I'd go into these massive firefights and just be like, I don't remember what we were doing. What were we doing? Were we supposed to fight somebody or kill somebody else or do a thing? And oh, right, okay, 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 I'm back. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I. The story is basically a backdrop just for getting to try out ridiculous guns. So if you're there for, like, it scratches a similar itch to to Diablo for me. Like, let me just keep trying to get cool loot and and blow things up. Uh, and if you're into that, you're into that. If you're not, like, totally get that. I like yeah, Diablo was a big one for me. Right. I definitely like Diablo. Okay. Uh, and Alec, you wanted to talk about how you're, you're bringing back uh, Axiom Verge. Yeah. Uh, so I've been streaming this for a while on uh, Metroidvania Monday. And this has, game has been out for a while. The sequel, Axiom Verge 2, or prequel. Uh, it's not completely clear. Uh, it's coming mm-hmm. out this year. I really enjoy the um, different guns, the way the story has evolved through it, the way it's done really nicely with the storytelling in the game. It's got that Metroidvania vibe, and it even has a little bit of rogue to it where there are um, sections you can get to the, the breach that are different in different locations and have different items and different layouts per game that you end up playing if you do go back and play it more than once hmm okay uh how many times have you beaten this game um i've beaten it two times uh hopefully plan to beat it a third um this monday or next going for the are you going for the randomizers or the regular uh, regular so far. I If I don't switch games, I'm going to try to do it quicker and quicker. I would love to try the randomizer. Oh, are you trying to get the speed run? Are you trying to make a speed run? <sighs> I'm certainly not going to do it as a record or anything. Those guys are intense. No, but I mean, are you trying to just hone some skills as a hobbyist? Speed running hobbyist? Yeah, um, and that's one of the fun things about doing the randomizers is they do cause you to look at it differently and improve your skills overall are you playing this on uh, pc yep Mm. so axiom verge 2 epic game store your favorite place it's gonna be yeah he's gonna uh, wait it out i'm gonna have to wait it out yep (laughs) it's coming to switch as well though so there you go i think uh launch is epic and switch i could be wrong though no, I, I believe you're right. I don't know what happened with Axiom Verge. I liked it, but for some reason I kind of had a feeling like it was... I thought it would be meta. Like, for some reason I kind of felt like it would be more meta on, on its take. Like, oh, I, I, I don't know why I got the impression that it was like a game designer who got stuck in his own game. And then and I, I beat it. But it's just one of those things that, like, for some reason, when I first saw it, I thought that was it. And then I played it, and I was like, this is not what I... It was not at all what I thought it would be. But, I mean, obviously, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. I really like Axiom Verge. But it was it was just different than what I thought was happening. Uh, the other thing with that is that it is a huge shout-out of to aspiring developers. This was 
designed, drawn, coded, written, everything but marketing by one person. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got, again, obviously got the sequel going. Yep. And so once again, great for the developers, but hashtag fuck Epic. Yeah. Yeah, Play Gato Roboto. Play Gato Roboto. Now that's going to move us into our guest spot. Guest spot is where we have a guest and we discuss what they do, how they, what they like about video games. uh, And just to kind of put a little highlight on what they do. August you have a podcast. I do. Oh, I'm the guest. Oh my goodness! You are the guest. What sir. an honor. Alex, uh, you're all the time. I can't get him to leave. He he snuck onto this podcast on accident. He just oh, showed up I one totally, day. That that's almost exactly what happened, and I just never <laughs> left. And the world's better for it, right? Um, yeah, I have a a show that I run with my buddy Greg. It's called Bread Radio. Um. We also talk, we're a couple of narcissists that talk about video games and probably curse too much. Uh, we, we record on Thursdays and usually post on Fridays, but sometimes Fridays and post Saturdays and sometimes record on Saturdays and post Sundays. It really just depends on how our week goes. You know how it is. Um, but our background is we, we play a lot, um, Greg typically plays more like shooters and in sports games, and we're both really into like esports as well. So we'll talk about esports from time to time. I work on the side for an esports team, um, but I really enjoy the competitive aspects of games, uh, how games are balanced, how the like just the whole industry that's that's propped up around uh, esports. Uh, I feel like I'm. I missed it by like seven years. If I was seven years younger, it could have been something I would have pursued. What? But when I when I played, it was still very much the Wild West. Um, what game would you have played? When I when I was younger, I I played a ton of like uh, Call of Duty Four, and I was actually okay. on like a sponsored team. Were Were we good at the time? I thought so, yes. But these days, these kids come out of the womb with a mouse and keyboard in hand and a controller, and they're doing stuff that I I probably never could. Um, but uh, yeah, like like growing up, I, I loved watching football, and I would want to replicate what they did on the field. And obviously, I can't do that now. And 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 now it's like I'm watching these esports matches, and I'm like, wow, I really want to try that in game. So it's that same sort of like um, that carrot on a stick for me. Uh, personally, I play just about everything under the sun, <clears throat> from Yakuza to persona to red dead to ratchet and clank but i just i just love games i love the community like i love that i'm here with you guys i love that it just brings us all together and this common umbrella at the end of the day we're all gamers and and uh yeah bread radios our show where we're um this is more optimistic than you'll probably ever hear me because we're we tend to be a little bit more pessimistic over there but um yeah this is hey man we're a trash we're we're a garbage truck on fire here yes yes well we're we're the dumpster on fire that you're coming to visit. So um, we we appreciate like any any listens we get. Uh, but I, I'm really happy to be here with with you guys. So yeah, that's our show. Wait, when did we upgrade to a dumpstruck instead of just a dumpster? We were a dumpster originally. I'd say we upgraded. Uh, where did you get the name Bread Radio? So like my moniker online is it's Bread Time, basically everywhere, which I've just shortened to Bread. 
Uh, I used to work in a in a restaurant. We we've both talked we talked before this that we have a a shared love of like Giant Bomb, and I used to listen. That's how I got into podcasting myself. I was like, wow, like used to listen to Giant Bomb and kind of funny, and I was like, man, I I want to do that, right? Uh, and there was this guy who delivered bread every morning at our restaurant. He'd r- walk in, he'd go, bread morning, it's bread time. So. Um, in classic American fashion, I stole that and made it my own, uh, and hmm. now I'm known as It's Bread Time, and, and it, it's funny, like, I, Greg and I are friends IRL, if you will, and sometimes when we're out hanging out with our other friends, he'll be like, hey, Bread, like, come over here. I'm like, Greg, like, call me August. We're in, we're in public right now. So Bread's become just another name for me uh, there, and, and Bread Radio is my show, so I figured, why not? At least you have a story, though. Ours was uh, ours was SEO. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think you'll find with me, there's not a lot of foresight and thought that goes into anything. So I really did not think about SEO at all when I created my show. I think I I think the top search option when you look for bread radio is maybe like a a Christian radio station or something. Which I, you know, I saw that because I googled it earlier. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the, like, that thought came into my mind. I was like. I wonder if there is a good SEO behind Bread Radio. Oh no, I'm pretty sure they they've got me beat there. So, um, yeah, I don't know. We we have fun. We uh we were competing with a GG Radio, which is actually an esports uh, podcast, and uh, they have since like not done anything. And uh, mm. I still, from time to time, email them and ask them if we could have their name. <laughs> well, let's see if we get a response soon. Just send them a DMCA, you know. It, so. It's been a couple of years. Right. Uh, now, so uh, what, what on, do you guys discuss? Oh, good. I, I got to know, though. During the pandemic, how many sourdoughs did you start? I actually didn't start any sourdoughs, but my fiance and I have, have made a ton of bagels, uh, baguettes. Um, we started learning a bread that my mom makes called ch- challah. challah. Um, you you got to get that. Like that. The the phlegm, phlegm. it's yeah. it's hollow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, is she it lived braided it, or not? That's braided. the real question. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she lived she lived in Israel for a few years before she came to America. Isn't she it went called from, plaited? She went no. from the Philippines to Israel to America. Um, so she learned how to make challah on the way. Best French toast oh. ever. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. It's, and Alex, it's only plating in England and the UK. Oh, okay. Come on, you gotta start watching some more great British baking show. Come on. I hey. know. That's where I got it from. It's plat it's platted. <laughs> it's platted, not plated. Only Americans say uh. <laughs> I bet you call s- soccer uh not football. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> what do you guys talk about on Bread Radio? Um yeah, we talk about just like you guys, we talk about uh, news usually week in, week out. If it's a slower news week, we'll, um, we'll come up with a topic. We built the quote-unquote perfect RPG a couple weeks ago. Uh, spoiler alert, it's not. Uh, we also, you know, the, the beginning of the show is usually just nonsense. We've ranked burger toppings, or we, we built our perfect burger. There's a lot of building on the show. Um, we ranked <laughs> fast food restaurants. Uh, like when everyone was doing like those tier lists. So we had like S tier fast food restaurants and F tier fast food restaurants. And really it's, 
I describe Bread Radio as a podcast with video games because that's what most of the content is about. But, you know, if Greg and I want to talk about something different, we just do that. It's um, we're, we're not out here to really like we know we're not pulling a million views a week and like we have fun with it. So um, it's just it's really just a, it, it's Greg. Uh, as I mentioned, I have a fiance and, and Greg's going to be one of my best men at my wedding. So it's, it's just this really good opportunity to hang out with one of my best friends every week and and talk about stuff that we that we want to talk about. And, and we're just happy that some people are there with us for the ride. That's that's how we got started. It's just a bunch of friends just, you know, trying to keep in contact, trying to uh, reconnect, make sure that we're still, you know, still talking, still seeing each other. Sure. Making sure we're still part of each other's lives. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Alec, right? Yeah. And no, <laughs> yeah. now, your your ultimate burger, how close to cheeseburger in paradise was it? Uh, I think it was kind of far. Um, what is what what is the cheeseburger in paradise? Like, I don't remember the, all the, the s- toppings. The song from Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, yeah, I know, I, I know like the song. Mine with lettuce and tomato, Heinz fifty-seven and French fried potatoes. I don't think anyone likes. Do you like Heinz fifty-seven? Does anyone? That's just ketchup. what is Heinz fifty-seven besides? Well, just isn't there? Don't they have their? Um, isn't there like a fifty-seven sauce, which is like in between, uh, like barbecue sauce and steak sauce? Maybe I'm mis misthinking that. I'd, Let me try and find it. I'd try it on a burger. I wouldn't try it on a steak. Yeah, Heinz 57. It's a different... Yeah. It's a different... Look it up. Look up Look up Heinz 57 sauce. It's like a, it's like a okay. ketchup. It's like a tomato-based sauce still, but it's like a marinade for like steak and chicken and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, he's probably referring uh, to ketchup, though. But for probably. me, it's it's all about like caramelized onions. And honestly, this is like we what we talked about a ton was sandwich integrity. You got your sandwich has to have integrity. If you've got let two, if the lettuce is in the wrong spot and the tomatoes in the wrong spot, everything's sliding around, you know. So you have to make sure that the layers are right. Um, so that way, when you're taking a bite, your burger's not sliding out the back. And I feel like that. You ever have like peanut butter t- on one? Yes, that's actually what we talk like a peanut butter and jalapeno jelly on a burger. Mm-hmm. That's that's the tops right there. Yeah. Now, you're are you in Illinois by chance? Uh, Ohio. Oh, okay. So, last year I went to this place out here in Chicagoland, uh, Burger Antics. Okay. And uh, they they do Burger of the Week, Burger of the Month, and every year they do the first turn combo in magic um oh wow uh channel black lotus and fireball what it's the their magic cards and yeah the, the important part here is the fireball is the last burger of the oh, okay so there's one this magic all right so it's themed yep. for each of the cards and what's the fireball the fireball it was a Ghost pepper relish, um, scorpion pepper, uh, scorpion pepper, pepper jack, um, a Carolina Reaper, Reaper. something else. There, the, it was like these Aeolian three of the hottest peppers. Yeah, 
and they serve it to you on the spun and they they come out there and they light it up when they serve it to you <laughs> that sounds like a that, that sounds like do they make you sign a waiver like that sounds like a problem you know they probably should but anybody ordering it really knows what they're getting into right you, or, or, or they or they don't and yeah <laughs> or they don't and it's gonna be a great show for everyone else I yeah, was I just peer pressured curry. into it and it was amazing. Oh, like man. you could actually taste taste it? Yeah, like it didn't Yeah. I'll have to keep I, that in mind. I That's will, in uh, Illinois. Yeah, yeah, it's out in Illinois in uh Brookfield. Okay. Well I might I might have to hit you up sometime and figure out like <laughs> what I go go on a burger trip. I'd love to do a, a burger road trip. Dude, do there a burger go. tour. I need to yes. I need to dye my hair. I need to wear a Hawaiian shirt and dye my hair Guy Fieri style and go on a burger tour. There's yeah. um there's also a really good place out here called Kuma's Corner that's just like a metal a metal bar. So it's just like jam-packed and it's just constant metal death metal videos and it's really loud and everyone's like fully tatted up and then the burgers are all named after metal bands. Oh, that's awesome. It's really good. It's it's excellent. They're huge. You gotta you gotta See that doesn't bear well for sandwich integrity, but I would try it anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not to get away from uh, burgers. Y'all have a, ever have a fat Elvis? That's the peanut butter, banana, like and bacon and bacon. Yes. Is yeah. it fried? I've heard that it has to be fried. Yep, you fry it in the bacon fat. I have not. I want They're to delicious. though, but uh, my my cardiologist says it's a bad idea. <laughs> Fire them. <laughs> <laughs> get a new one yeah a one that's on a pro fat elvis diet i'll put on a white coat and just tell you like it's fine don't worry about it you're good you're good okay and then also i just wanted to really quickly touch on you you also work in esports yeah so i'm working part-time right now for a counter-strike team called extra salt uh you can find them on twitter at extra salt gg check them out um really cool guys um and you know are they like are they like a, for a school or are they just like uh, an esports league and is it like a- amateurs pros no they're they're a professional team um they've done a couple trips to europe recently right now we're they're on a player break but when they get back um there's some some bigger tournaments coming up the hope is uh we'll get to play in basically the world series of counter strike which is the major which is in stockholm this year um mm. there's some qualifiers leading up to that i won't get into the nitty-gritty but if our performance keeps up there's a good there's a good chance that we'll 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 have an opportunity to to go to the big dance Ooh, the big dance yes i'm 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 very excited now they're great guys and and we're definitely building and um I, i'm very excited I've, I've always wanted my career tra- trajectory to go in this direction so it's it's very fun fantastic we have uh, we had a previous episode, where, uh, bonus episode, where we talked uh, to a couple guys who are working uh, on building uh, majors and uh, for, for you know mi- majors and minors for collegiate esports, uh, studying it, uh, the business of it, as well as playing on teams, as well as uh, spoke to previously a manager of an esports team. That's really awesome. Yeah, I, I listened to your most recent episode, and I actually just booted that one up because I, I was scrolling through some of your other episodes. So I'm definitely going to give that a listen. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I we try to keep things all you know all things adjacent, and, and with that, I feel like 
it was just fascinating learning what it means to study that kind of stuff. And then also to, to manage a team, what it means for school, like like the, when it's collegiate or high school level sports, you have to remember like, there's not going to be playing any, you know, siege or counter-strike because, you know, guns and murder at a high school level. Right. Right. And not even, it's not even the school board because you can ask parents for permission to a certain extent. But the other thing is that Catholic schools who uh, are also trying to participate would not be part of that. So it kind of, since it's so new, they're trying to be all encompassing, including Catholic, uh, Catholic schools. So they have to kind of keep it above board for right now. Right. We're still trying to figure out the footing. It's all, all about it's very, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. It really is. Like it's such a, it's such a growing thing. You know, I, uh, I also have a friend who works at like Comcast sports and he was, he was talking to me. He's like, yeah, rocket league is huge right now. It's huge. Like it's all over the place constantly, you know? Yeah. It only feels like it's getting bigger too. So it's, it's a very, there are very exciting couple of years coming up. Uh, my also big joke was that during, they started doing, um, like sports, uh, racing through, uh, I racing. Oh yeah. I racing. Yeah. But it, it was like first couple of races it took like before someone had a gamer moment and was got kicked off and lost all their sponsorships because of some words they said. <laughs> oh yeah. That was like a real like an actual, that was the beginning of the pandemic. I remember that happening. It was, it was so quick. It right. was so quick that you're like, everybody's a gamer, you know, until they're not. Right. Um, it's like, Oh, you're a real gamer now. Yeah. I, it, it was, I it was something else. Yeah. Okay. 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 Thank you for being part of our show. And, you know, uh, you know, we would like to have your other guests, uh, your other hosts as well as a guest on our show as well. If, you know, if there's an opportunity there, if he's available at any time. I know that we kind of record a little late. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll reach out to Greg. He's a he's a he's a firecracker. You guys will love him. Uh, it's it's been a privilege to be on the show, guys. I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Th- thank you so much. Again, we had a, a couple of uh, bailouts at the last second here, but uh, thank you very much for helping us out and, you know, hanging out, having a good time. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll have you back on. Uh, hopefully we can get some of you guys on our show sometime soon. Yep. And, you know, anytime. So now let's move on to one last thing. One last thing. We give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you the listener into the weekday. For me, I broke down and I ordered a backbone. A backbone is one of those fancy uh, phone controllers. It like opens up and your phone kind of like it retracts into it. Uh, I've been really weirdly into like ads, like seeing like social media ads. And some of these are like real crazy and weird. And uh, that was one of them that kept like pinging me in the face. And they got uh, you. then the new, a- the new ads for it built for game pass with game pass integration. That's really well. cool. I'm going to have to listen to next week's episode if you get to try that out. Uh, it doesn't come until the 13th, I believe. But when it does, I'd definitely be uh, – I'll shout you out and let you know, hey, uh, this is my review of the Backbone and how it works with Game Pass. Because we do, we do have a segment occasionally called How Do You Stream where we try all the new streaming services for gaming. And uh, you know, me and uh, my co-host Joel were day one Stadia adopters. Mm, yes, I am also a, a Stadia adopter. I really got to, you know, I signed up and I'm paying for Luna and I still haven't had the opportunity to try it. I should try that. Too many games, not enough time. Exactly. But I'm going to try game. I I like xCloud. It works fine. Uh, So I'm going to try with the backbone. All right, Alec, your one last thing. You know, after last week, I I broke down and I 
pre-bought Final Fantasy one on Steam. I don't know why I did that, but I'm looking forward to it. I mean, you're only getting the first three, right? No, I just I just got one. Oh, okay. Okay. I mean, how many times have you beaten one? Um, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're about to beat it one more time, at least. At Final least. Fantasy August. one more time. Um, there we go. Yeah, there was a story that broke a couple weeks ago about devs saying it was hard to work with PlayStation. Uh, and a lot of the story was about, like, discoverability in the PlayStation store for indie developers and, and like, DLC. Um, so my one last thing would be, you know, go a little, dig a little deeper in those storefronts. Find a game that you haven't heard anyone talk about before read some of the reviews do your research of course but but check it out support support the smaller devs there's some diamonds in the rough out there um it, it's worth it i completely agree more people need to find these indies we do try to highlight what we can and of course there are dozens and dozens hundreds of that fall through the cracks yep you guys so. are spreading the good word though it takes a takes a village and you guys are part of it thank you very much And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we have uh, Frog Fractions 2 uh, on Sunday. I'm coming back hard. Uh, multi, we got mu- Metroidvania Mondays, 2D Tuesdays, Nothing on Wednesday, Podcast Streaming Thursdays. We are doing Pokemon Red Fridays, and uh, officially we will be also doing Death Stranding Fridays soon. And then Saturday will also be 2D Saturday, and that's our streaming schedule for the week. Also, uh, if you're listening, go ahead and check out, we just previewed uh, our new game, uh, a new game article just going up on our website. It's just talking about one of the newer indies that we were uh, testing out. Uh, I also, our the newest last beta breakdown. Spell. The last spell. Getty wrote about the last spell. So go ahead and check out uh, his preview of the last spell, now in early access. Also, uh, we did a beta breakdown. The newest beta breakdown for Clone Drone in the Danger Zone. Go ahead and check that out. Uh, it's about roughly 25 minutes, but it does go into the twists and turns of that game. Uh, coming out of early access at the end of July. So check that out. I really had a good time with Clone Drone in the Danger Zone. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superdgradio.com and provide a review on iTunes or the Why Not Zoidberg of your choice. Thanks for listening. GG Alec. The game. GG August. The game. Good night, everybody. stuff to hit it.